presence of the Lord is here. And uh, thank God for his manifest presence. Thank God for all that he's doing in our midst and what he's about to do. Uh, my title this morning, You Are God's Masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word, Lord, which is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. We thank you for the ability that you give both to hear and to see. They are both gifts from the Lord. And so God, give us ears to hear what you would speak to our hearts and eyes to see that the eyes of our understanding be open, Lord that we might behold you in all your greatness and goodness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I want to begin today by showing you a picture. I want to show you a picture. It's a picture of a brush stroke, a brush stroke. Uh, and so when you look at a picture like this, whether it be on a wall, a ceiling, a canvas, uh, when a painter begins his or her work, a single or a few brush strokes don't seem like much, right? Uh, when you're looking at it close up, it doesn't seem like much. But with every brush stroke comes progress. It is progress towards a specific goal, a finished work, finished product. A brush in the hands of an extremely skilled painter or artist can produce a masterpiece. A brushstroke shows that a painter is at work. Are you with me? Yes. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this. It says, you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I'm reading from the King James. Somebody said amen. Amen. <laughs> which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so I want to make it personal this morning. For you are God's masterpiece. The Lord is painting a picture. He's telling a story through your life. With every brush stroke, he is working in your life. He is moving. His kingdom is advancing. He is changing you. He is transforming you. He is painting a masterpiece. It is his masterpiece. Hallelujah. He is showing forth his handiwork because that's what the word workmanship means as well. It not only means hand, uh, masterpiece, it not only means workmanship, but it means his handiwork, his creation, all that he does. Praise the Lord. He is expressing who he is and revealing himself to a lost and dying world through your life and mine. The Lord is revealing his heart. He's revealing his plan of salvation, his mercy, forgiveness, power, and grace. 
that is available to whosoever will come to him in faith. You are God's masterpiece. You are his workmanship. Created anew in Christ Jesus. So I want to begin there. That would be my first point. Created anew in Christ Jesus. The scriptures tell us that once we were physically alive, but spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins, our lives had no true meaning or purpose. We were full of selfish ambition, deceived by the enemy, and bound, captivated, living lives of sin. In other words, of rebellion to God, contrary to the way God prescribed that we should live. But then Jesus came. Hallelujah. And he found us. Come on, somebody. He came and found you and I in our mess, in our darkness, in our captivity, in our pain, in our sorrow. He came and he found us. And he created anew. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. For if any man be in Christ, the Bible says he is what? He is a new creation. The old things have passed away and all things become new. All things are becoming new. Some things change right away and some things change gradually over time. Amen? John's gospel puts it this way, to as many as receive him and believe him, he gives the power. Somebody say power. He gives the power, the privilege, the right to become children of God. Hallelujah. They are reborn, born again, if you will, born from above. Born of God. Not something of natural birth or doing it. Something that God does in a life. The scriptures go on to say, for such were some of you. But now you are this. You used to be like this. But now you're this. You used to live this way. But now you live another way. You used to talk this way. But now you talk another way. You used to see things one way, but now suddenly you see things through the light of the scriptures and your perspective, your worldview has changed. Hallelujah. There is a supernatural work that God does in you and I. It started when you were born again, but it continues as we are filled with the Holy Spirit over and over and over and over again, according to Ephesians chapter five. It says we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're to be filled with the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. You and I are to allow him to take complete control. Hallelujah. On a regular basis. I think of before I came to Christ. I was full of anger, hurt, pain, rejection, bitterness, fear, rebellion to God. 
but God came and found me. Hallelujah. He sought me out and he discovered where I was and he came and found me. Then he saved me. Then he changed me like the song says. Then he filled me with the Holy Ghost and he gave me a love for Jesus because I love him because he first loved me. And now I'm on my way to heaven. This is not my home. I'm just passing through, just like you are. We are sojourners in this life. Citizens of heaven, if you will. Seeking a better country, a better home. Hallelujah. This is what it means to experience the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of the gospel is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And that is what transforms a person, raising them up from a life of darkness, sin, wrongdoing, discouragement, depression, hallelujah, aimlessness, pain, betrayal, nightmares, drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography addiction. This is what transforms and raises a person up from a life of wrongdoing according to God's law into newness of life, into a new and completely other life, a heavenly life, a supernatural life, folks. I'm not talking about just being a good person or coming to church or doing good deeds or trying to be good. This is not that, folks. I'm talking about something of God, something from heaven. I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about a relationship where you know in your knower that God is alive, that God is real, that God is on the throne and that he's coming again for you. Hallelujah. God transforms our lives and renews our mind by the power of his Holy Spirit through his word. Little by little, Jesus on the inside begins working on the outside. Hallelujah. Everything he does in your life and mine is a brushstroke. A brushstroke of his incredible handiwork. Working, moving, painting, changing, transforming. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. Hear me this morning created anew in Christ Jesus unto good works. Unto good works. Let's talk about that. That would be my second point. We are created anew. We are created anew in Christ Jesus. Point number one. Point number two. Unto good works. That's the way the King James puts it. It puts it that way. It phrases it that way. 
NLT says he created us anew so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Good things he planned for us long ago. Do you know God has a plan? The devil has a plan. Before you and I knew the Lord, we had a plan. You were doing you. You were having it your way. Making your own decisions. Doing your own thing. But he created you anew. So that you could do the works he planned for you long ago. Good works are not a cause or means to salvation. It's the result. Let me say that again. Good works are not the means or cause of salvation, but the end result. The Bible says it is by grace that we have been saved, not of works. It is a gift of God says it right before Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, right before that, the verse is right before that. It is a gift of God. So you and I can't boast. It's something that God has done, that he's gifted us with. Salvation is a gift of God. It's not something you can earn. You can't be good enough to go into heaven. You can never be good enough to get to heaven. If you and I could be good enough to get to heaven, to go to heaven, then Jesus would have never had to die for the wrong that you and I have done. That means there is some back door into the celestial heights. Somebody said, yeah, right. <laughs> Folks, but there is no back door. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There is only one life. There's only one way to the Father, and his name is Jesus. He said, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. And it's only through him that you and I have access to the Father. It's only through Jesus. There is a supernatural work that God does in you, but there is a supernatural work that the Lord does through you. There are good works that the Lord has planned for us to do long ago. And so just like taking off old clothes and putting on new clothes, we shed the old man by the grace of God and the power of the Spirit, and we put on the new man, which is created like Christ. Where we used to steal, instead we become generous. Instead of lying, we now tell the truth.
The Lord said to Adam, where are you? Where are you? Instead of hostility and anger, we seek peace. Instead of revenge, we forgive. Instead of indulging our evil sexual desires, we exercise self-control. Instead of gossiping about others, we encourage folks. Are you with me? There is a change that takes place. When the Holy Spirit is allowed to work in a life, he produces all kinds of good fruit. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. So folks, since we are living by the Spirit and born again of the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. The Lord also does good work or good works through different gifts that he's placed in the body of Christ. Whether it's an apostle, through an apostle or prophet, whether you're an evangelist, pastor or teacher, or can work miracles, or the gift of healing, or the gift of helps, or the gift of administration, or hospitality, or encouraging others. Whatever God has gifted you in, the Lord does a good work through you as you yield to him and allow him to take control daily through your life and ministry. And the Lord also does good things. He also, has, he also wants to do good things and produce good things through us. If you read later on in Ephesians, he begins to talk about spirit-guided relationships, for example. The Lord wants to show the world the incredible blessing of having spirit-guided relationships. He wants the world to see health and balance, and joy that comes from doing relationships God's way. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about the marriage relationship. I'm talking about you and your friends, you and your neighbors, you and your colleagues. I'm talking about parenting relationships. Spirit-guided relationships. God showing forth his handiwork, his brushstrokes. As you and I stand out, as he is working in our lives, 
daily, changing us, molding us, shaping us into his image. He is glorifying his name in your life. And he is going to glorify his name through your life. So don't listen to the lies of the devil that are telling you to give up or this is not worth it or nothing's happening. Everything the Lord does through your life is an amazing display of his workmanship, of his handiwork. It's a brushstroke. You are God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus unto good works. So don't give up. Don't give up. Doesn't matter what things look like. Don't give up. That would be my third and final point to you this morning. Don't give up. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. I love how the Amplified Bible defines the word believe. It gives three, it gives three words to define the word believe. And, and to help you remember those three words, I want to give you an acronym. CRT. Say that with me. C-R-T. Say it again. C-R-T. C-R-T. C stands for cling. To believe means to cling to. Cling to. It's like clinging to this pulpit. <laughs> it's clinging to Jesus. To believe God is to cling to him. R stands for rely. To rely on. So if I'm relying on him, right? I'm trusting that he's going to hold me up. He's going to steady me. Right? If I lose my balance, I'm not... I feel like I'm on, I'm not a sure footing. I'm about to fall. I rely on him. And T simply stands for trust. Trust him. Trust him. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Folks, you can believe God. He is working miracles. You know, on Tuesday nights, we have what's called our worldwide prayer service. And if you haven't come, you're missing something special. I am telling you, God is on the move. He is working miracles in the meeting. And as we pray for others, God is working miracles. And we're constantly getting reports and praise reports from around the world of how God is answering prayer. Prior to the service, though, we have a team of intercessors, some folks that line across the front, and they pray for the congregation. So we pray for those who come into the house first. So before the service, we get ministered to. We can unburden our hearts. We have people that will stand together with us and believe God for the miraculous. And as that has been happening, I've been getting incredible reports, praise reports of what God's doing. I want to share three with you quickly. Here's one. A lady who was diagnosed with breast cancer came for, a, for prayer to be healed. She went to the doctor after the prayer 
So she came to the front and one of the intercessors laid hands on her and prayed for her, anointed her with oil, prayed for her. She went to the doctor after her and there is no trace of cancer. A friend of a lady who was in a coma came and asked for prayer that God would wake her up and heal her. And that is exactly what the Lord has done. God answered the prayer and woke her up after 85 days in a coma. Another lady who was prayed for recently had tumors. And when she went to the doctor, he saw nothing. <laughs> the tumors were gone. <laughs> Praise God. Folks, God is good. I say God is good. He is working miracles. Hallelujah. In our midst. So keep on believing. Folks, keep on yielding. Keep on surrendering. Open your hand. What is it that you have in your possession that you're clinging to tight fist with a tight fist that God is saying, would you trust me? Open your hand. whether it's a career, a relationship, a decision, a particular direction, pursuit, thought pattern. Open your hand. Keep on yielding. Keep on surrendering to him. Don't give up. Keep on seeking him. You know, a lot of times we seek answers to prayer we seek God to do things for us, but we don't seek God. We want the blessing, but we're not really focused on the blesser. Seek him. Keep on loving. Don't give up. Keep on loving him and keep on loving your neighbors. Let him love through you. He said, when you did it for the least of these, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was in prison, you visited me. And folks, there are a lot of people around you that are imprisoned in darkness and sin. And they need a visit from the master through you. They need to hear the good news through you. So folks, don't give up. Keep on believing. Keep on yielding and surrendering. Keep on seeking him. Keep on loving him and loving others. Folks, just keep on keeping on, folks. Just keep on keeping on. The Bible says those that trust in him will never be put to shame. Those who sow in tears will doubtless come again with rejoicing. 
God is good. And his mercy endures forever. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never end. They are new every morning. Yes, weeping may endure for a night, but joy. <laughs> joy! <laughs> is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. Created anew in Christ Jesus unto good works. I want to show you the finished work of an artist, very famous artist, named Michelangelo. Look what every brushstroke produced. Very famous picture, Sistine Chapel painting. I was there, got to see it. Michelangelo began work on his famous frescoed ceiling in 1508, 1508. He worked tirelessly for four years on it. At the highest part of the ceiling, he depicted nine scenes from Genesis, including the famous creation of man by God's scene. This was his masterpiece. This was his masterpiece. But you, 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 and you, and you, <laughs> and you. And those of you online, and the choir, and the elders, and all the children, and I. Somebody said, and me. You are God's masterpiece. Come on, somebody. So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, 
but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, I want to give an invitation. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I've heard the message. And I've even seen examples of people whose lives have been transformed, who've been born again. But I've never had this supernatural transformation in my own life. I don't know if I were to die today where I'd end up. I've had religion, religion, but I've, I don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus. I've been doing me, but I want to trust the Savior today with my life. I want forgiveness. I want to know that heaven is my home. I want to become all that God has destined me to be and created me to be. If that's you today and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? I want you to lift your hand all over this place. Raise your hand real high. Hands going up all over the place. Up in the balcony as well. In the annex. In North Jersey. In a moment, we're going to stand together and I'm going to invite those who raised their hands. If you say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. I want this life, this relationship with God. I'm tired of doing me. I want to surrender to Christ. We're going to all stand. And when we do, I want those of you who raised your hand and maybe those of you who didn't, to step out of your seat and come join me at the front here of this church. In North Jersey, you can step out of your seat and go between the screens and the annex. You can come over. We'll wait for you here. But we're going to sing a song or two of worship to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's all stand together quietly and reverently today. That's you. You step out of your seat right now and you come join me at the front of this church. Your life will never be the same. He loves you. We sang it this morning. He's not ashamed of your battles, your struggles, your failures, all the challenges you faced. It doesn't matter how many skeletons are in your closet. Jesus is the answer. 
He is the restorer of everything that the years have lost you, that you've lost throughout the years. He is a restorer up in the balcony. If he's tugging at your heart, he's saying today is your day for a miracle. God will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. You were created for more than this. You were created for a relationship with God and to glorify his name. The Bible says, for God so loved you. He so loved this world that he sacrificed, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever clings to, relies on and trusts in him, would not perish, would no longer have to suffer the consequences of living a life of sin, would no longer be destined to spend an eternity separated from God, but would now have eternal life, a heavenly life a supernatural life. God, by his spirit on the inside, changing everything and working on the outside. Jesus died a horrible death for the wrong things you and I have done. He took the rap for you. For me. So that we could be forgiven by God. Our sins, the punishment that we deserved was poured out upon him so that all those who place their faith in him and accept his sacrifice can be reconciled to God accepted in the family of God and become a child of God. Today, I want to lead those of you who've responded in a simple prayer to help you articulate your desire to be born again, to become all that God created you to be, to become the person that he destined you to be in Christ. And these words are not a magic formula. They don't mean anything unless they come from your heart. They'll be my words, but make them your words today. Simple prayer. Would you lift your hands to God as a sign of surrender to him? Bow your head and close your eyes. And would you make this prayer, your prayer, from your gut, from your heart, from your innermost being, would you pray with me? Jesus Christ, Son of God, I've heard your word today. And I understand that you, an innocent, innocent man, went to the cross and died a horrible death in my place so that I could be forgiven as I place my faith in you. And so today, Jesus, Son of God, 
I invite you to come into my life and to take complete control. I ask that you would forgive me. Thank you for loving me so much that you were willing to leave your throne in glory, to become a man, to identify with my struggles, then to go to the cross and to die for me. I've never known such love, but I open my heart to it today. I ask, oh God, that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and cause me to walk in your ways. Give me a hunger for your word and a thirst for your presence. Let me never get enough. Help me to keep seeking you, believing you, trusting you. I thank you, Lord, that the devil has nothing on me. From this moment on, I renounce everything of evil and I embrace everything of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. <laughs>